listening to the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind, and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in five, four, three, two. It's always a party at Club MMP. (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Melanated Movement Podcast. It's your girl, Anne, and my amazing co-host, Tess. Hey, Tess! Hi! (laughs) That was violent. (laughs) I woke up and chose violence. Uh, Yeah, I can can tell. I can tell. Today, we have... Welcoming back. Welcoming back. To our podcast fam. Mel. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, familia. Exactly. <laughs> Mel is our family for real. She for is real, literally real. our honorary sister on MMP. We love having you here. We love, I love having you here. I love y'all. Oh my love goodness. We love you so much. Yay. I wore that on the t shirt. Oh. Yay. Just yes, say we yay. should. Yay. Just saying yay, because apparently it's my signature It is. I I really want to get, like, one that just has, like, kind of like a little logo, like the polos do. Mm -hmm. Look on, like, the top left. I think it's cute. Then, like, a big, nice MMP on the back. I love it. So you know who I am from the front and the back. You can see it from the back and the front. You feel me? Yeah. I'm just, I'm nasty all the time. Anyway. (laughs) I haven't heard from um, our MMP crew in a little minute. When I say that, I mean you guys, not us. (laughs) Wait, no. The other way. Whatever. Anyway. We're in June. And we wanted to hop on here because June is lit. There's a lot of things going mm-hmm. on. And we wanted to talk about it. Uh, June is very eventful. We have a lot going on. It's Pride Month, yes. Juneteenth on the 19th uh, to celebrate like when the enslaved people were finally uh, having a chance to be free two years after. Was it three years? It was three years after the Emancipation Proclamation when the Civil War ended. So we finally get a chance to celebrate our freedom outside of I guess everybody else's freedom day is what July 4th and then everybody else that was enslaved is Juneteenth so and speaking of freedom we have to make sure we acknowledge our Haitian people yes yes last month we had Haitian flag day whoop whoop that was mm-hmm. lit it was incredible it was on May 18th I hope you guys had a good time on that day I know I did I was out yeah. here I mean, we had was, our flags waving exactly everything. we waved it high yes we specifically wanted to bring up the Haitian people because of the things we've experienced most recently we've had um, extreme flooding and an earthquake where there's many people who have passed uh, people who are missing and thousands of people who have lost their homes so we wanted to make sure we acknowledge them and just make sure we send our prayers we got to find something to do to help our people but till then we're just going to put it in god's hands so we wanted to acknowledge that before we started if there's any way we will uh post some resources of some pages that maybe you can go on and learn a little bit Mm -hmm. more if there are any possibilities of donating you know where to go and so you can help uh, the Haitian people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have to support, have to support, have to support. So yes. that was important for us to start with. I know that was a little grim, but we have to make sure we talk about the current events, especially Absolutely. with something that important. Oh, man. Anywho, as we move forward, as June continues with my girls, there's mm-hmm. something else happening in there June. Is. We there. got a June baby. Yeah! Yo, sorry for the screaming, guys. We got Gemini in the building. We like this Gemini. I mean, we like most Gemini. I don't think I've ever 
met a Gemini that I didn't like, actually. Uh, if it ain't yeah, June, you're yeah. better. <laughs> Damn, world class, world class. Like, almost made it. No, <laughs> no offense to the May, May Gemini's. However, we do have preferences to uh, October uh, Scorpios as well. I was just about to say, like, we also have beef. Yeah, with, we got buyers. Yeah. Y'all be a little aggressive, but we love y'all anyway. <laughs> but Scorpios is actually, majority of the people in the world are Scorpios. Did you know that? I did not. The biggest, what are, was that horoscope or whatever? It's because, I mean people be fucking at the beginning of the year <laughs> either for new year's mm-hmm. valentine's day or whatever uh, yeah so the biggest the biggest group is scorpios wow. yeah. that's fascinating it is. so what are you plan on you know what do you plan on doing for that big birthday oh i'm gonna eat yes girl that's my favorite right? part is yes yes and it's eating. like you find one restaurant throughout the whole year and you're like i'm gonna save I'm gonna, it yes I'm gonna save it to my birthday yes, yes. exactly because on your birthday you're like ah i'm gonna splurge yes. and then you get a mm-hmm. good meal good dessert good mm-hmm. wine oh yes and then after that i go back but like on random days because now it's like i'm past that like i'm way more yes exactly like, yeah yeah, yeah. I've exactly crossed, i've crossed right. that step I, yeah i'm not yeah. gonna yeah. lower yeah. my standard right. <laughs> after this i made it right. i made it i feel you <laughs> mama i made it <laughs> exactly oh my gosh for my birthday last year we went to an immersive dinner experience i think it was called atmos atmos it's down in fort lauderdale if you ever get an opportunity to go there please go you have to reserve it I don't know how much it costs because I didn't pay for it. So, <laughs> however, it was fabulous. It was like a five course meal. You enter this room, it's completely covered, it's treated too. So, when you, and the table is treated too. And you're sitting, it's like a group setting. I think there's like even number, like 16 people mm-hmm. at one table. It's pretty big. It's probably not 16 people, but there was, there's a lot of people. It's probably like eight people for real. I just can't count for real. Um, but like, depending on where the meal is either inspired from or actually from, they'll do like you're entering that country. Ooh. As your meal is coming out, oh my god, we have stuff from Spain and France, and then you're entering and you're seeing like Spain, like you're like you're flying over Spain, you're seeing the water, the that building, they're playing the music, and then on the table, it's treated too, so you're seeing, it's kind of like you're looking into wherever you're going, and then they bring out the food, ah. yes, and they'll have different wines and different champagnes and things from different parts of the world that pairs with that food. If you have never done it, I recommend it ten out of ten. I loved it. Everything was so. What you're so trying delicious. to say is that you know. We should, we, we should go. go. We, we should, should go. go. Yeah. No, yeah, for real. I think we should. Let's, Let's make the reservation. Yeah, yeah, since your birthday already passed. Thanks. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. But it's, I mean, it, it was last year, but another birthday's coming again. You know what I'm saying? You gotta make a, you got, it's got to be another restaurant. Uh, but I liked it. I liked it, though. I liked it. It was great. And then they change it, though, every season. So, like, last time I, we did, they did. I think Spain, France, Italy, whatever. But the next time you go, it might be Africa, it might be Madagascar, it might be Haiti. I don't know. But they change it and they change the theme every so many months. So every time you go, it's going to be a different theme. So it's it like was a new great. experience every time. Yeah. yeah. I recommend 10 out of 10. My girl did that. Shout out to her. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, I actually, let me shout her out. Her birthday's coming up to my baby birthday coming. Yeah, I'm a Gemini. Gemini too. Yeah. They're two days apart. Gemini love. Look at mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, get you a Gemini. I mean, she all right. Yeah, I don't want to hype up all the Gemini. I'm like, no. no, no. <laughs> Except for that one we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. They're all right. They're all right. No, but my baby, she's amazing. Anyway, we're not going to talk too much about it. We don't want to hype her up too much. Anyway, moving on, moving forward. <laughs> Gotta keep her humble. Period. Humble. Humble. Humble is important. I mean, she's doing her damn thing or whatever. I would shout her out, but I don't want to blow up her spot. Anywho, so today's episode topic i hope you're ready because you know one thing about mmp we're gonna get a little deep 
little oh deep, little deep. We're not gonna go too deep. We're gonna go deep enough to where you feel it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need to drink some water. Uh, hydrate. You know what I mean? <laughs> hydrate. It's important, especially if you got mm, appointments later. You feel me? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hydration. <laughs> All right, today's topic is relating to anxiety, depression, and ADHD among people, how they deal with it, and how it could affect their relationship. So, for example, if you're someone who suffers from any of the three, self-diagnosed or other, how do you go through your day-to-day? And and then has your spouse expressed or your family expressed how they deal with, you know, your ADHD, your anxiety, or your depression? I leave that open, and you guys can jump in whenever you're ready. I think I think Mel should do the honors. Oh, to the deep dive. Yeah, deep dive. go deep. deep set, set the terrain for us. I feel like asking him. My head's already like that's a lot of questions. Are you gonna remember all of it? Because there's all three, right? Was three things see, it was. Right? It's exactly. That's ADHD. And scene. Exactly. Welcome to the show. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> I realized right because I self-diagnosed ADHD. Um, that I had it as I got older, maybe like two, three years ago, and it was mm-hmm. that somebody else was like, hey, <laughs> I noticed you do things like this and like this, and you know, that's actually tied to this. And I was like, what? Mm, no. Stop. <laughs> like, that's not normal. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking I about? I thought I was like, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone doesn't do that? And they were like, nah. Mm-hmm. And then I started, like, researching and learning more about it. I was like, yeah, 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 that's me. That's mm-hmm. me that's and it's crazy when all the tick marks are like, oh, yeah. should I do that? I do this. I do this. I, oh, damn. So they were right. Yeah. Yes, they were right. And then I realized, like, oh, my hubby's the same. Oh, that must be fun. This, it is fun. Yeah. And I, exhausting sometimes, too, right? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's I forgot the question because <laughs> so <laughs> since you mentioned that your hubby has that too, you're you are yeah, technically yeah, still a newlywed. Yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. I, I love love. You know, I'm so gushy. I'm so sorry. I love it. I love it. I love love. Oh, I just got married. I'm having a baby. Oh, everybody. Some someone says something like that to me. I'm like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. It's such a blessing. So yay. 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 Love is hopeful. I love love. I love. So, yeah. yeah. So cheers to that. So how do you deal with your with your husband? been having like the same things as you like going through the, that same kind of like thought process you said it was exhausting like what about it is exhausting i i wanted to just uh, put a wedge in it really quickly yes. to just maybe kind of go over what adhg is yes. and yes. what are some of the symptoms that you experienced that maybe kind of like rang about or that you didn't experience but someone else noticed mm-hmm. about you yeah that like kind of you know alerted you to the fact that you hey you know what i might i, I gotta look into this right. and um how did you also feel about having like that diagnosis like because so to, to, to some people it is a very like it's very affirming or mm-hmm. like it in some to some people they kind of report like grieving their brains right mm-hmm. because you realize that it may not have been like a personal failing like your brain is wired differently like you have a neurodivergence that impacts the way you see feel interpret the world and that is going to transpire throughout everything that you do so like what was that experience for you first finding out that you had that you know adhd um how did you get what was that journey like and also finding out that your hubby also had ADHD, adhd and now like how you navigated that as a couple so that was that was a mouthful (laughs) so what is adhd what were your symptoms and then yeah for me it was like the organized chaos right that I would have at work so there was a lot of crisis that would happen at work but I was like I was excelling in it whenever that would happen there was something that was like so inspiring and motivating to me that I was able to go and just jump right in and get it done and 
without even maybe like a strategized method that I had planned for it, but it just worked, right? And it was like a lot of times when I was feeling like overwhelmed with work and having different tasks and different projects, I needed to be doing them all at the same time. And that's where it was like most efficient for me. But then I would also then get super overwhelmed. So it was like I couldn't plan things out or realize what I was feeling until I was feeling it too much. Mm-hmm. So even with food, so now, right? Like I realize I'm hungry when I'm actually like starving. Starving. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it's time to eat, you're like, oh. Yeah. 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 I feel that. And at one point I started doing like a to do list, right? And planning things out and blocking it. Cause there were times where it was like, my let's say my room was a mess like I remember as a teen and I was like it's just too dirty like there's no way I can start where do I even start like mm-hmm. I can't clean this I'm a, I should just get a whole new room like that's should actually just move. a thing they we say should. if your room is messy your brain can't like function. it can't function no. because all it sees is mess it doesn't see anything in order so it starts to like oh shit like oh my god like you you overwhelm yourself just by having a messy room or when your bed isn't fixed mm-hmm. yeah I was in the car and I had to go to an appointment and I looked down in my car and there was just like receipts and maybe like a cup of something and my laptop bag and my purse and my lunchbox. And I was like, there's just too many things in my car and I have to get out and pay cash for the gas. And it's too much. Like, do I take all these things with me or do I just leave it? Like, I can't. And it just it overwhelms. super, super overwhelming. Yeah. So um, when I started learning about it, right, of like, hey, this might be ADHD. At first, I kind of felt sad. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, something's wrong with me. Yeah, I like, feel that. Oh, not everyone else thinks like this. Like, Yeah, that realization of like, you are, it's not that you're the only one, but like, that's not a quote unquote the norm. Mm-hmm. That's what like kind of took me out. I'm like, everybody else isn't like this. It's it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's tough. And there was that space. So at first, it was like processing that, mm-hmm. going through that. And then it was like this it went into this other place of like, oh, I understand myself better more. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I'm doing things this mm-hmm. way. And then it went into like, you know what? I've been doing things this way and it's super dope and I've been successful and I've done great things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad thing. Right. You know, it's just the way that you it is. You just have to work and, in it, yeah. And it's okay. So and then in my relationship, then it was like, oh, I, I would see him do certain stuff and it was like, oh, I think it's tied to this. So I just talked to him about it. And I was just like, hey, I think you have ADHD. And I have it too, and this is what it looks like for me, right, and all this stuff. So now we just, like, communicate about it. So, like, sometimes, like, I'll get frustrated about something. I have to verbally say yes, all the things. To like move how, past yes, it. Yes, yes. Use the communication to just say, I feel this way and I'm thinking this way because of these things yes. that have happened, right? And then sometimes, like, he'll just repeat it back, and I'm like, that sounded so illogical. <laughs> Yo, when they say it back to you, you're like, but wait, that sounds... That's what oh, I said. God. What like, was I on? Right, like, right. there's so funny stuff. And it's, like, moving so fast in your head so that it's, like, overwhelming. And it, and it sounds like, oh, my God, okay, I have to do this, I have to do that. Okay, this is how I'm feeling, I'm you say it out loud and someone re- repeats it back to you and it's like mm, nah I don't like the way you said that no it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like mm-hmm. it makes sense and then you like squash the whole thing yeah I know how that feels yeah. <laughs> and that was the part with anxiety right that like tied in the anxiety mm-hmm. piece to me um, but then other stuff were just like I would get super excited for like a new project like you, if you have a new project I'm mad yes 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 like mm-hmm. let's do it let's create it and then when it comes to implementation it's like uh, yeah. I'm on the next same, though like same. another project started. I will create like, the base you the idea will, man yes. Yeah. I, yes I am yes. the idea person I can lay it out I can do structure I can ABC bullet point mm-hmm. I will send you the powerpoint I have done that okay like, and then they're like okay it's time to implement I was like that's your job I did my part <laughs> 
<laughs> and I will support. And then it's kind of like I'm okay with being the planner, but then I'm without out. I deal better actually being the number two for the execution. I need somebody else who is better with execution to lead, mm-hmm. and then I can follow. But I can't be the person doing the execution if it's something. Not always though, because I mean I, I'm the master of my own life, so I execute majority of things in my life. So it's not like oh my god I can't do it because I have to. However, like if I'm doing like something like specifically like, with work, if I know that like somebody can help me with this, I'm like girl I know you get at this. Mm-hmm. Help me, and I will just help me at least put it together. This is my idea, and verbalizing that idea or giving them like my plan, and we have that conversation. And it's like once I have someone else to bounce it off at, I I just feel better going through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I'm at with that. Yeah, having like that supportive lead for mm-hmm. certain projects and mm-hmm. stuff. And even with that, like, right, once the project gets going, if there's a challenge that comes up, then come back to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's fix, let's mm-hmm. work through that challenge because that's new and exciting too. But then afterwards, again, it's like, I right, don't, don't, don't come at me to right. do this work. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Man, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. So, like, a quick definition of um, ADHD. So, as it defined in specifically with adults it is a i don't like to say mental health condition because i feel like it it's like it kind of goes beyond that Mm -hmm. and it's it gives you like that negative connotation but Mm -hmm. per definition uh it is a mental health condition exhibited by difficulty maintaining attention so it is uh it can lead to unstable relationships poor work performance and low self-esteem uh impulsivity is one of the main things and it does not manifest it in the way that you see in like men or like young boys right because it's usually it usually starts out in childhood and the picture that people typically have is with someone with like ADHD is like oh you can't sit still Mm -hmm. and you're constantly moving around and you are um disrupting and you're disruptive and you're you know unstable and all of that stuff in a very physical way right Mm -hmm. but we know as like um people who were assigned female at birth or conditioned to in a to condition to be women and behave as women in the society, there's a lot of conformity that had to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And we were uh, taught to be more tame and behave and sit mm-hmm. still and not speak up and all of that. And so oftentimes uh, women and um, AFAB people tend to get underdiagnosed when they're younger, which is why there's like such a surge in diagnoses now happening with like all of the neurodivergent sort of um, conditions or mm-hmm. neurodivergent uh, diagnoses, and so it, it's it's very cool that we're talking about it. And then you mentioned something about anxiety. Did you feel at times like your anxiety even masked some of your ADHD symptoms, like where? For example, if you had like a task that or at work, like something that had a, a deadline, right? Mm-hmm. Normally, uh, we're terrible at, with deadlines, right? But the anxiety would make it so like you're not going to feel okay until that's done. So you actually just like jump on it and get it done yeah. as quickly as possible Hyper so that mm-hmm. you don't fall behind. Did you experience that? The anxiety with the deadlines and... Yes. Yeah. I did, um, and it was, like, for certain stuff, it was, I know I have to have a deadline, right? And especially even with, like, small tasks. Yeah. Because it was, like, if it's small and it's it feels insignificant to me right now at the moment that it I'm receiving just, yeah. it, I'm going to put it somewhere, yeah. and then one day randomly I'm going to remember that. Like, oh, shit, it. in the yeah. shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, I didn't do that. Yeah. From, like, and three I, months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's me. And at first I thought it was, like, anxiety, because that's the way that my 
my behaviors were just showing up and then it wasn't until like I started looking more and it was like oh but there's more to it right like it's there's this other mm-hmm. piece in my brain that's feeding into it and yeah have all of it yeah mm-hmm. it's a good time yeah. man the, the whole go ahead I'm so sorry I didn't mean to cut you off a, that definition too that was a little like me hearing it I remember hearing it the first time <laughs> like, you know, so no. negative yeah. right yes yeah. I think I feel like a um uh, the definitions are always like very stark and very mm-hmm. like black and white and it does sound really intense when you do read them and you're like oh shit damn and I feel like that in particular can just cause so much anxiety too when you do see the definition like either you're like okay now I know what it is and you can move forward or like oh my god like I quote unquote have a mental condition and you fall mm-hmm. within this fucking wormhole of like oh shit mm-hmm. I, I don't know I feel like um, like so I've experienced the the diagnosis um, of ADHD and the whole process as an adult, but I've also been like part of like if um, as part of like what's it called when the childs get checkup the children get checkups mm-hmm. or whatever they ask you a specific question so they can just to see if the child has ADHD or they don't have ADHD and then you can you can you can request a test if you feel like your child has ADHD so they can figure it out and one of the questions they ask you is it a behavior that you're noticing that's making you feel like your child has ADHD or is it like within their schoolwork and then based on how you like based on what they observe with the child it's kind of like how they decide how the treatment plan is going to go or how like the school plan is going to go mm-hmm. so one thing I really admire about us is we pay it we pay more attention Mm -hmm. so like back in the day or maybe with our parents or the the age of our parents I can't say our parents specifically it's kind of like they would see the kids jumping around or whatever and those are the ones that you know might get that diagnosis but then for the for those who are just sitting still staring at that paper trying to figure it out having a full anxiety attack because the the assignment isn't making sense or they're overwhelmed by the Mm -hmm. assignment how do you then figure out okay that child has ADHD they're not just like slow or whatever Mm -hmm. I feel like before they were paying attention to more so like the people who are behaving you can notice noticeably see that they're jumping around versus the ones that were like having trouble in school with their grades and things like that you know what I mean they'll fail them or maybe put them in tutoring or after school programs now but I don't know what they did with them before like what do you what would they do with the kids if they're not doing well in school like I just never heard about what was the step two you know mm-hmm. what I mean when I was in school and uh, when I was really young I struggled so much with math I still struggle with math now but like now I have like a technique like what do I do how do I study how do I figure it out I go for tutoring whatever but I remember one time when I was in third grade I had like a math test and I stared at that math test for so long because I was just so scared I was going to fail and I just didn't I feel like I didn't understand it and I literally had a panic attack at my seat and I was huffing and puffing I put my head down and no one said anything to me mm-hmm. the teacher didn't say anything to me the teacher's aide didn't say anything to me the test was finished I didn't do anything on the test and they picked up my test and I got a zero on the test and I think I ended up actually in summer school that particular year however as an adult now, I recognize that like I was really struggling. I was stuck. I needed to physically say, I need to do this test. 
or I'm or I need to start this test or whatever I just I couldn't even pick up the pencil to do it and the anxiety of it all just like stopped me and I really struggled with that and my mom actually I think it kind of got passed out from my mom my mom is a mathematician she's an engineer mm-hmm. extremely smart right but she had very strict parents to where when it's time to read those math problems you're standing in front of you know she was standing in front of her dad with the ruler like you're going to read these multiplication problems or whatever and it created that anxiety and I feel like through DNA does how everything travels that trauma took me out in school I struggled to the point of tears like you would think I was getting my ass beat but I wasn't I just I couldn't pick up the pencil and like now as an adult so I do not have technically I don't have ADHD right Mm -hmm. I suffer from um anxiety and anxiety gives you or can give you symptoms of ADHD to where you do have a lot of those like tick marks like unable to pay attention um getting hyper fixated getting stuck having to um create those to-do lists um creating an environment that just makes the most sense for you to focus Mm -hmm. so like me now as an adult I'm seeing all the spaces in my life where like I was really struggling (laughs) And as an adult, I'm like, okay, I'm just grateful I have the resources now to like, okay, I can figure it out because man, if I stayed in that same uh, headspace I was in before, I don't think I would have made it to where I am now to where I feel like I'm education wise, I feel like I'm successful. Like I, I have had multiple different like stints in my career to where I think I was successful and I've been able to find things that, that work for me and that don't work for me. Like the to-do list, like you mentioned, I, I'm a to-do list girl. <laughs> I need the to-do list. I need the bullet points. I need the one through five, when you need it by, what day you need it by. I put literally like dates and I have like Tesla's making fun of me. I have like color corded like sticky notes. Mm-hmm. Like everything has a color. Like on my computer, I have different things related to different things. And I'm looking, if I'm looking for this one particular thing, I just sort that one color and organize it. It's about tips and tricks to survive. Man, before I would just get the craziest headaches and I would, I would give up. Like mm-hmm. I would just walk away. I'm like, all right, moving on. Because like you said, it's frustrating. And imagine too, right? Like as a kid, not knowing that this is how my brain functions. Mm -hmm. And these are the tools that I can use, Mm -hmm. right? To help me. That's, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when you were just sharing about like being stuck on a test and just remember like everything just left my brain. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't remember anything. Yes. Did I study this? I Mm -hmm. think I studied this. This question never, I've never seen. Yeah. I used to do terrible on tests. Yes. Tests is definitely where I struggle. I I do very well with like classwork, research, whatever it is. And then the pressure of the tests really, even now, like taking tests, like really like, they get me like I get so anxious until like it's like I have no choice but to take the test mm-hmm. and then like I psych myself out and I, it's it's something I have to figure out like I don't know what to do about it do you ever feel like you were just mentioning like that pressure of like the anxiety and stuff do you ever feel like you're you're having that in relationships or in other situations mm-hmm. where you're stuck in that feeling and you're not really enjoying the moment mm-hmm. oh 100 like, percent. I think that's one of the like the biggest detrimental things about anxiety Mm -hmm. in general is the fact that it pulls you away from the present moment and either puts you in the past or it like eats you into the future yeah all the what ifs right Mm -hmm. and you can't like fully concentrate and you can't fully settle into what is happening in the Mm -hmm. here and the now so i I definitely definitely sorry i I answered that no it was good the way i solved that by saying it out loud out like if i get stuck and I'm overwhelmed, I say, um, 
what it is I need to do, but I say it out loud. So like, uh, I mean, like if I'm in a if if hmm, if something bothered me like before I go on a date or something, mm-hmm. and I myself I'm over it, but like it's like my body's not over it. Like I don't know, like it's like a body function. Mm-hmm. Like in your mind, like, okay, I'm cool, I'm great, but like you can tell in my face <laughs> that something's wrong. But mm-hmm. th- there's nothing wrong with me, bro. Like I'm straight. So either like I'll go into the bathroom and like I'll call. It's kind of like when you're too drunk and you have to calm yourself in the bathroom <laughs> to get the world to stop spinning. I do the same thing. I say it out loud. Say hey. Like at myself in the mirror or at myself like um, in a quiet space. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm present. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And by me hearing myself say it outside of my head, my head clears and I'm able to move forward. Mm-hmm. If I say it in my head only, it kind of like adds to everything else that I was thinking, and it becomes like um, a revolving of the same words, and it it doesn't work well for me. I have to say it out loud to get it out and move forward. Mm-hmm. That works. That's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that you know how you feel, like you know about it, and you've processed maybe the grief that comes with it, saying mm-hmm. that you know there is nothing wrong with you when you're younger. There's nothing wrong with you now. Mm-hmm. Um, you just process things differently, right? right? And you, I, one thing I found actually is that neurodivergent people tend to attract and and, mm-hmm. and couple with. Or surround themselves with neurodivergent people. Explain right? ne- ne- wow, and speaking yeah. Explain so, <laughs> that real quick so whoever's listening can catch on. Yeah, in case no, they absolutely. Heard. So um, when I when I refer to neurodivergence, mm-hmm. I, it's it's pretty much like an umbrella term to uh, encompass all of the all of what deviates from a typical brain, right? Mm-hmm. So you have neurotypical you have a neurotypical brain is a brain that's not necessarily impacted by the effects of say anxiety depression um you know lack of serotonin Mm -hmm. um you know ptsd or complex ptsd and trauma uh and that also includes like autism adhd um dyslexia Mm -hmm. any of those like uh neurodevelopmental uh landmarks that Mm -hmm. that define like what they call typical um is we we essentially fall outside of that Mm -hmm. so i do have i do suffer from generalized anxiety as well and for a long time my anxiety um masked my ADHD very bad like very well very badly whichever way you're looking <laughs> at it until the pandemic happened and then I could no longer yeah. rely on my anxiety to actually help me get through because mm-hmm. there was no structure mm-hmm. so if there's no structure there seemingly doesn't seem to be any consequence to whether I do something or not mm-hmm. then what do I rely on and right. so I could no longer rely on my anxiety to actually get through whatever it is that I needed to get through, right right and so um I knew from a very young age that I was not I did not have a neurotypical brain because I've always felt like outside of the circle of whatever exists it was like there was like this invisible group that essentially everyone belonged to you know the kids in my class were you know wherever mm-hmm. um uh, I danced and I played the violin like I was very on the outside like pretty socialized right and so you would think that I would be uh, an extroverted um person but it was the complete opposite to me um, it sounds like anxiety someone who's able to do who's very smart that plays an instrument that plays sports very active in my mind I'm like that just sounds like a lot of pressure to cause anxiety I, I mean, there is, like, strong correlation. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you between, like, um, first, you have genetics that play a, a huge component mm-hmm. in that, right? But then you also have, like, 
complex trauma, mm-hmm. the ways in which we were raised. You talked about like IEP plans now mm-hmm. and um, how our generation is like, we need to figure out what's happening with us exactly. and why do we process things like this? And so mm-hmm. when we have children, we're able to be like, okay, something's not right. And we're and listening a whole it. lot mm-hmm. sooner. And we have access to information in ways that, you know, the uh, the generation before us didn't, mm-hmm. right? And they were just coming to, you know, they were just coming to that space where they could look things up. But now, thankfully, we have information at our fingertips and we're able to Google symptoms and we're able to advocate because we're like, no, you're not going to tell me because because the doctor can be like, oh, you just need to drink more water, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're like, I've been drinking water mm-hmm. yes. since, like... The beginning of time. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a water issue. I, I am not dehydrated. And mm-hmm. even if I was dehydrated, I don't think it would have it would have impacted me to the level that is just, like, so deeply detrimental. Do you understand that I'm missing on my, like, like forgetting a payment mm-hmm. that is, like, impacting my credit or forgetting, like, a work-related task that could cause me to get fired? Do you understand that there's something called um, ADHD tax, which is all of the extra bills, all, all of the extra fees that you get from having, like, you know, maybe, like, a forgetful brain or for mm-hmm. um, being impulsive because you're, like, emotionally driven, you're dopamine-driven. Yeah. Um, and so some you mm-hmm. want... you Right, you, right. Dop- you do dopamine-seeking activities with which tend to involve spending money. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you... Being impatient being, for me is, like, super huge. Like, mm-hmm. if I have to make an appointment mm-hmm. and the appointment's too far out and then there's all these automated things that are answering on the phone and I oh, yeah, somebody, I'm like, notes. I'm done, I'm not making the appointment. Right. And, and it's like yeah. it creates like, a sense of urgency that sometimes like have you ever you know been asked like hey are you hungry and you're like no nah, I'm cool I'm chilling and then 45 minutes later like you're like starving you yes. don't even have the you don't even have the 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 patience to actually get go through the mm-hmm. process of cooking or even waiting for someone else to cook the food you're like no nah, we need to go get food right now because if not I'm going to die <laughs> but 45 minutes ago you were just <laughs> fine right it's I it's felt wild. so hard when I was uh, oh with my, my first pregnancy and I would go mm-hmm. eat and I just thought like oh it's just because I'm pregnant right and I'll go eat somewhere and I would tell them like I want this and this but you have to give me this thing right now mm-hmm. like I can't wait for it I yeah. need it right right now mm-hmm. to eat it while I wait for my other food yeah, to, to get here mm-hmm. when I was pregnant I was the same way I was like nah put it in front of me first mm-hmm. you can go cook the rest but that first one <laughs> I'm gonna need you to run that yeah I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna need you to bring it right now yeah, yeah so that's neurodivergence like anything that deviates from what people would consider what society would consider or the DSM-5 would consider to be like neurotypical so it encompasses all of that Mm -hmm. so as neurodivergent people we tend to attract other neurodivergent people hi guys hi hello (laughs) and it's it's reflected in our like groups of friends it's reflected in like the partners we tend to like gravitate toward um there's like really like cool like ADHD autistic pairings. Um, I, I learned recently actually that 50 to 70 percent of people with ADHD tend to be on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and the, of course the level of needs vary, right? Mm-hmm. You have um, you have um, uh, people who are on the autism spectrum who have like lower needs, and then some of them who have like higher needs. Mm-hmm. But either way, you have a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to be disrespectful, but like it's like a little, a little sprinkle, sprinkle of you know, a little yeah. sprinkle of autism, right? A little, right? Sprinkle. <laughs> a little and, sprinkle of autism. <laughs> 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 I like that a little sprinkle of the tism. You know what I mean. It's um, all up though, and, and I, it's something that I now like. It's like once you once you know certain things about you, at least such has been my experience. Once you know 
how like the, another term that I like is neurospicy. And once you know you're mm-hmm. neurospicy and you I recognize like, like some of the traits <laughs> of your neurospiciness, <laughs> you recognize other neurospicy folks. Like I could, you, you could be chilling and then just like, oh, and you like, you notice it sometimes yeah, when you cross the light room. Bulb, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes and, you ever been in that space, right? Where you're just around strangers and maybe like something weird's happening and you look at somebody else and they're, and they're making that face. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. You're like, we're, we're on the we're, same wavelength right now. Like, yes. Yes. And nobody else is acting no. like this. I'm happy you brought that up because I realized that about myself so felt like you know how 2020 was major for everyone Mm -hmm. 2020 for me was huge like a lot of things for me came apart fell apart and I had to just redo it and that included a lot of my friendships so um, I noticed that a lot of my friends we were dealing with the same shit Mm -hmm. but it, it was it's comforting at one point but it becomes overwhelming when no one can take you out of it if we're all depressed we're all sad we're all anxious we're all like dealing with the same things and we're unable to aid each other unable to help each other come out because i mean when you talk to your friends outside of everybody should you know get your dab in and on therapy of course mm-hmm. however your friends is your your call away for a little bit of therapy to help you of support, out right? of course yeah. for that time i felt like all of my friends were just like me and I know that's a I mean 2020 was tough as fuck everybody was depressed you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. going through something so but at that moment it's when I started to realize how alike my friends were and as time has gone on it's kind of like I've prayed about it. like I want to have an eclectic eclectic group of friends because I want to be able to not only pull myself out but pull them out or have conversations that don't sound the same I don't like talking to people that know all the things that I know or have experienced certain things that I've experienced I want to be able to just pick someone's brain and they pick mine and it and, and it grows in that way. Mm-hmm. I have to say within the last year, two years, I've been more open to making more friendships. And I'm very grateful for it because now we're able to be outside too. But I've made more friends. I'm so grateful that I'm able to have the conversations. But I'm also realized, but then having conversations with people now made me realize, yeah, I'm not the same as y'all. It's not, it's not the same. I was about to say, like, the there's same. such comfort though. It's comfort. Like, in the connection it, right. with others that are yeah. right now. There's comfort, yes, but then for me, there's also discomfort for me. But I explain think, how. I think because I just had at that time I just had friends that are very needy so mm. it was hard for me to give them what they needed because I couldn't give myself what they need what I needed and like those conversations were very draining and I couldn't get myself out of it like talk, I, and the thing is I'm very empathetic empathetic I can't speak today and I, I was just take on everything and I just feel like I'll get stuck with it and then they would feel better and my depression would get worse like and I'm just like no I can't do this I, I think and I hear you and I completely understand like when you're in that space right you sometimes you just you only ha- you barely have the emotional capacity to withstand yourself and mm-hmm. your own like turmoil yeah. internal turmoil and uh, sometimes you have people like and you try to be there for your friends but you definitely do not have the I call like like there's something that they use on the internet called spoons like how many spoons you have for the day usually in neurodivergent house like brained like we only have so many spoons to go to work get this task done cook dinner take yeah. care of our kids take care of homework right and each time you engage in one activity or project or whatever you're giving a spoon or two spoons yeah. away right and that fizzle right and it fizzles and then so you're out of spoons and your friend comes in sort of like uh, the best way I can say is like brain dumps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm wondering though if it's like a likeness in 
neurodivergence or brains or characters and more and not more like um a lack of awareness and boundaries yeah it was definitely a mixture right because my boundaries needed work i'm telling you the last three years i've really become like an adult but i've also entered a new decade of my life too within the last three years and i was able to recognize myself i stopped diagnosing other people because like i was like okay if i have this okay (laughs) nah she got adhd too sis come on coming out that's all right because like for me i feel like um I, I feel like I, I make friends pretty sim- like easily. Like I can have a conversation. I like your vibe. You like my vibe. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm friends. Friend. Yeah. Like I'm that person that would hold on to people and I would hold on to them and hold on to them and hold on to them. But as I've gotten older, I've learned that every everybody has a purpose. Some, some friendships are made to be lifetimes long. This mm-hmm. lifetime, next lifetime, many dimensions. That's your person forever. And yeah. And then some, and then some are just meant for like um, specific seasons, and you have to be able to love and and be grateful for. I cannot be in this room with these besties. I'm talking about love. This bestie's like, oh, I love you, bestie. And they're like whispering sweet nothing to each other. Hey, bestie, how's hey. life? I was like, I, I sure hope it's forever. It's gonna be forever. No, no. At this point, you locked in. Yeah. You tight like a booty hole. <laughs> For real, me, my bestie. That's my sis. For I, I feel like so. I've had um, I have one best friend that I consider like my sister. Like she's the godmother to my son. She is literally like the sun to my moon. Like she keeps me together. And I feel like her and I work very well because she doesn't go through the same levels of anxiety and things that I go through but she understands where I come from and I feel like not having someone who thinks like me keeps me ahead of it because I'll be like this is happening that's happening whatever and she's like, okay let's delegate it let's talk it through excuse me what are our options and she just makes so much sense and I I need that it's like I need the people in my life that makes me feel normal like the like I need the okay you're going through this I'm going through this but I also need that person to be like nah bro like let's make a plan let's figure it out let's do what needs to be done and move forward I need to have like an eclectic group around me I don't want to have the same person like like me, I don't want to copy. That's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. when I say same person, I'm down for my friends. I love all y'all. Thank y'all. Y'all are great. Um, but it's just I need to have like a I need to have a little spice. I need I need it to be eclectic. But also because I'm all, like I just like people. Like I wanna I don't like people. I I like what people. Um, <laughs> Not bring. I don't like people. <laughs> no, because some of y'all I'm like no. <laughs> but I mean like I just I like talking to people and understanding where they come from and how they think and how they process and also some people don't have inner monologue and that really freaked me out what some people don't have inner monologue so what is their brain doing? Nothing. There's nothing. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I know one on. person like that where I'm like, what are you thinking about? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, what do you What do you mean? You've been quiet for like 15 minutes. And they're like, yeah, it was just. It's chilling. Just here. Yeah. And I go, you mean you're not thinking about anything? No. It's empty. That's crazy. I can't conceive that. <laughs> it's crazy. I cannot conceptualize Look at your that. Face. I know. Mel's eyes are like You seem shocked. Like, you didn't know until right now red. that some people did not think. Like, I did not oh. realize that till literally earlier this year. I, and, and my professor said it to me, like, yeah, some people don't have inner monologue. I was like, what? What do you mean? Some people don't got inner monologue. Yeah. And, like, half the <laughs> class was like, no, we don't. I don't do that. I was like, what? Like, right. <laughs> what do you like there's not a part and they're like oh so what voice does your inner monologue talk to you in 
That's a good question. I think I got different voices. Right? Like, <laughs> depends on what's going on with the topic. I was right? like, you to answer like that. Which melody am I going to be? My melody? Am I Mel? Am I Melanie? Oh, right? like, I'm dead. Oh my God. Do you have an alter ego? Like, they're all, but they're all part like of me Sasha at the same Fears. Time. Like, I, I feel like that ego. one makes me think of, like, that's not real, right? Because, like, it's this other part of you that, like, you want to exist, but, like, all my realities do exist in you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just. Oh, is there something you want to tell me? Melody. They're all having a good time in there, girl. Yo, I'm dead. I wasn't expecting this. There was such a good piece that you brought earlier when you were talking about like the friendships, um, because it made me think of like sometimes when I want to be surrounded to by like people that think differently, mm-hmm. it's because I feel like there's something I can learn. Yes. From them that mm-hmm. I don't know, and then that part of like boundaries, mm-hmm. because. Sometimes my energy is super high, right? I got big energy. It's good. I'm funny. I'm this. I'm that. And then other times I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I, I this is what have I got. nothing to give, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like I can hear, and maybe I can't, so I'm just not going to answer your call because I'm having a really rough day. And <laughs> yeah. I had friends that would just call back to back and back to back and just were super needy and needed something. And me not answering to me, like I see if, if I called you and you didn't answer, then you're busy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, that's fair you're gonna see the phone call mm-hmm. yeah and if you want to call me back you will and if you don't it's okay it's okay right, right? Mm-hmm. so i read that behavior of like you don't really respect boundaries and social cues i'm cool with ending this relationship damn mm-hmm. snip and snip ended the friendships and it sucked because they were fun at first mm-hmm. but then like once i realized like i can't really be that one person that you always need me to be mm-hmm. then i'm not going to be able to to give you what you need as a friend, and I also don't want to be giving you all of that part of me too as a friend. So, That's right, because it, who's pouring back into you? Right, they're right. not pouring back into you, right. but they're taking all of your spoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some ones that don't have that inner monologue doing that stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, time out. Wasn't there? There was a movie where um, they were in a psych ward, and he was holding multiple spoons. Was it Jim Carrey when he was in that? Um, what was it when he was like the veterinarian? He was like solving a murder, and it was like Ace Ventura. Is Ace Ventura. Ventura. Is it Ace Ventura? It was when, he, when he wore the tutu, did yes, he yes, have yes. all the spoons in his hand, or am I tripping? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, but when you said spoons, yeah. When you said spoons, I literally imagined Ace Ventura with his tutu, with his spoons, walking through. The I was like, "Fuck, do I need spoons?" Sorry, this is this is just proof that like, yo, literal thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mellow. And Spicy, oh, picante, picante. It's delicious. I like it. Oh, me too. <laughs> so, Mel, what is the most frustrating part about being in a relationship with two neurodivergent people, specifically with two people with ADHD? Hmm. I'm sometimes so intense in my feelings and my thoughts of a project, and this is so exciting, and we should do this, and they're like, nah. <laughs> Work. No, oh I've been period. Same. What? It's like, why can't we go in a high together and hyperfixate on the same thing together? Mm-hmm. And then we don't want to do nothing. And we don't want to do nothing me. together. Yeah. Like, it crushes yeah. me. Like, oh, you don't like my ideas. And then who I'm going to do it with? And now I'm going to forget about it. And I'm never going to get it done. <laughs> Because you will forget <laughs> about yes. it. Facts. It will like, and because you'll get so upset, and then you'll get high, then you'll get stuck, mm-hmm. and you won't move forward with it at all. Mm-hmm. That sucks. And you? That's the most yeah. What's yours? Mine. Um, 
that we don't like to do the same things. Like, so I, I tend to view relationships as complementary, right? So if I like to, I don't know, cook, like we're talking about like in a household setting. Mm-hmm. So if I like to cook, but I absolutely loathe doing laundry, which by the way, I absolutely do. I don't know why there's just something about it that I absolutely, I can't do it. I, I'm obsessed with doing laundry. Oh my gosh! I, I hate can't, dirty I, clothes. I can't. I can't do it. It just. It makes me anxious right now. Just thinking about I'm laundry. So I am the laundry whore. I will wash everything, every towel, every rag, every pillowcase. Do you like everything, fold it and all fold together? it and oh, hang see? it up and put same, it away? Yes. I'm very. Moment. I have like. I have like. And you've been. To. You've been to my place. Like I have like areas of complete. Um, chaos and then I have these areas where like is she okay because it's like alphabetized <laughs> and like so my closet is kind of like my, my closet is color coordinated from dark to light yeah, black my, and white at the beginning my brother gray. my brother walked into my closet and 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 he was like is there a reason why every single one of your hangers is exactly the same color and facing I the exact that. same direction I'm like yes, yes because look how amazing it looks it's, it's, it's perfect so it it but I don't like doing laundry, but I like all my clothes to be put away a specific way and to be folded right away and to not like be left alone. If my partner is not doing that, it makes me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, bro. And it makes me think of like when you're having a hard time for me picking outfits out. Mm-hmm. I plan mine ahead. So in the when shower. it's all organized like that, then it's, it's so easy. Easy peasy. I know who I'm going to be today. Yes. Right? I know who I'm I plan my outfits in my head. In my head. I, get out of bed. I have to. If I don't and I go into that room and I have no idea, I literally will sit on the bed. And think Frozen. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. ooh, then girl. Then you gotta go shopping, get more clothes, right? Oh, right. Girl. Meanwhile, your stuff is in the back closet. You <laughs> just, like, you just never, even... you just didn't push it forward mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to see what else you have. So that's definitely the most frustrating part. Is that if I have areas of struggle, I prefer to have someone with you know different areas of struggle so that mm-hmm. we actually complement each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah that's the that's that's my thing what about you Anne? wait the laundry thing got me a little stuck because <laughs> you said i like i don't like to do laundry but i like my laundry a certain way mm-hmm. that's tough is, is that too demanding of me too demanding no there's some no that's what you like, and there's gonna be someone that's gonna do it, girl. That's someone for everybody. Like, yeah. But I mean, for I'll me, just get mad and do it myself. I mean, I I'll do it. It but. made me think of like the whole thing we were talking about, right? The planning, but mm-hmm. not the implementation. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's true. Ah, see. Again, you know the Spider-Man meme was like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, everybody's figures. So that's what just happened, y'all. What about you? Um, um. Do you consider yourself to be in a neurodivergent relationship? No, my partner doesn't have anything. Lucky heifer, like <laughs> that you know of. Well, I, I mean, I feel like everybody has a little bit of anxiety like she is a business owner she's an entrepreneur so there's stress for what she does and she has a regular like nine to five so there's stress and there's anxiety that's attached to being successful i feel like she has the normal amount of stress like she'll share with me when she's frustrated or whatever or when or she's gotten stuck in places but she's able to take herself out of it in in a way that I feel is just really healthy. I'm like, oh shit, I wanna be like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanna not like fucking hyper fixate on my anxiety. Meanwhile my anxiety will stick with me for I I've, I'll get stuck and not do anything for like months until like, oh shit, I need to do it. But um <laughs> dating someone who doesn't have anything going on is interesting. Like to the point that 
she was like, why do you do that? I was like, because I have ADHD. Like, <laughs> that's, that's been my response. Because there's just certain things that, like, that just happens. Like, I move a lot. Like, I fidget. Especially, like, if I don't, if I have a lot going on in my head. And I'm trying, because I, I meditate in the morning. And the point of me meditating in the morning is to get my brain together, get my like my jitters together, get my words together, whatever. So like if you catch me in the morning when I'm meditating, like pre-meditation, girl, you're gonna get the craziest version of me. Like you're gonna get all, all just all of my unfiltered. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and she's like, I noticed that that you um that you're very jittery. I'm like, girl, I got ADHD. Like I'm not quite sure what you want me to do about it. She's like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And then when I do get stuck and I do need help and I'm trying to explain it to her, she's in the first time she's like, just do it. I'm just like I'm I mean, I'm trying. Not, you were just like, what do you want? It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It's not. Cuz if it was, it would have been done already. It would have. And then, that weird thing too where it's like if you tell me to do it, then it's like I'm not going to do it cuz why are you trying to tell me what to do? That's it's how it was before. Right? Like I used to get so mad. Yeah, I'm like, um, don't tell me what to do. I can do it. Yeah, that it's was called, before. It's called um it's P- PDA, but it's like uh I don't know if it's pathological, physiological, demand avoidance. Like, the moment somebody is demanding something from you, it's like, well, now I'm not going to do now it. Now I'm not going to do it. Or if they show you how to do it, it's like, I was doing it just fine. Right. I like my method. Oh, sometimes, Why are you trying to, yeah, yeah, sometimes right. I'll get frustrated. But yeah. then also, I'm that person that's like, you got it. You know how to do it. You got it. Why don't you just right. do it? Yeah. I have a project pending that I have. <laughs> like, why is he taking my time? I've become actually very, very much like, I am very good at this, and you're very good at that. I'm never going to cross this line. That's mm-hmm. you. That's, that's me, too. Build shit, paint shit, hang shit. That's you, bruh. Mm-hmm. Anything else, I will cook, clean, fold. I will look up things. I'll type up papers. I will take homie to school. Everything else. You said take homie to yeah, school. Yeah, my little I homie. My little man. And then like every like and then that's mine. This 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 group is my group. I don't will touch never. My group. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me how fish. to leave my group. Don't tell me how to run Nothing. it. I got this. I got it. And then yeah. you have your stuff. That's the way that like I keep from having anyone be like, why don't you do this? Whatever. But when we first started dating, or when we first not dating, but when we started to become like I guess more in each other's space. And she started to notice, like, certain things that I do. Like, I do to-do lists, and I have to do them at a certain time or it's not going to happen. I have to sit in silence or with brown noise or pink noise. I have to focus on what I'm doing. If I'm not focused, I won't do it. Like, she can work with, like, TV on, music on. Nah, bro, I'm going to go over there, put myself in a corner. It's, like, dim lighting, specific. Like, I have to be very specific. And then she noticed certain things that I do and how I like it, and she just... I guess gives me that space to do it or she'll uh or I'm someone who needs to say something and then she'll kind of like say it back to me and I'm like aha I got it now <laughs> I, like I think like now she's starting to kind of get certain patterns however talking to her about certain things it's kind of like do I is this what everybody else gets to live through they don't have to live through none of the anxiety none of like not of the million things playing in your head over and over and their due dates going back and forth like it's, this is not a normal thing. I feel like at that moment with her, I was like, oh, okay. It, it's not a normal thing. It's a, it's a me thing. It's a some people thing. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody thing. And I and that's when I was like, okay, I need to learn how to be okay with her not understanding what I'm going through. And then also um, educate her on certain things that I need. Because at first she had like no idea why I was doing certain things and it would frustrate the shit out of me. I'm like, girl, 
ma'am, I need this. I need to do it. And she's like, why? Da, 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 da. And now I'm like, okay, let me explain it. Cause I didn't realize that people didn't go through certain things that I go through, even though like, I know like I deal with certain things. I still thought it was just normal. Like everybody has to deal with anxiety. Everybody has to deal with certain things, but our level of anxiety is is so high in comparison it's above the baseline. yeah comparison to everybody else and so it's been a little interesting to be real being with someone who doesn't have to deal with these things but at the same time God only knows what somebody else could be going through cuz they're only going to express to you what they feel comfortable dealing with mm-hmm. so i mean i don't know if she deals with anything else she doesn't show signs of anything she just functions like a regular person it's crazy <laughs> so now that we got that out of the way, what do you think? We talked about the frustrating part, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most satisfying yeah. part about being in a neurodivergent relationship? We having fun. Like, mm-hmm. It's lit. <laughs> yeah. It's lit. Y'all be, y'all be on y'all like bullshit. When those match, right? It's amazing and it's fun. And, um, I think even when it's not to have just coming to that place of like just communicating and saying like here's where I'm at, here's where I'm not at and it's all good and we're getting along. But I think just those high energy level moments there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're every yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm in it for the winning. Maybe give me give me an example. Oh. Those impulsive things oh, where yeah. you're just chilling, you're like, yo, you wanna go do this real quick? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Let's go. Yeah, leave the kids, leave the kids. Shh. <laughs> Not leave the kids. I love Fuck them it. kids. <laughs> is what I heard. <laughs> that's nice. That's awesome. Oh really my god, cute. that's amazing. What Aww, about you and your little booth? I love them. Yeah. I love their little stories. Yeah. I, I love that. It's it's one of my favorite things too. It's actually my favorite thing. It's just like waking up randomly on a Saturday morning, it's like yo, you want to go grab breakfast? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah. And then from breakfast, like, yo, let's go watch this movie real quick. And it's like, next thing you know, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And we spent an entire day out and went to Michael's and got supplies. And I'm going to learn how to crochet now. You're going to learn how to crochet? I do know how to crochet. I know, I know you know how to crochet, but you, but I've never seen you like crochet. Because <laughs> last time I saw you crochet, you were like 17 or something like that. Because I haven't seen that thing. I'll show, I'll show you all of my, like, some of my works. Yeah. I'll go through, like, moments. I'm like, I'm focused. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put it down and not touch it again for, like, months. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's me. Yeah. 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 Man. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't I have to say dating someone that was like me was actually really hard when I was in a relationship just because like it just was like mm-hmm. <laughs> but then and then being in this relationship I feel like this makes sense for me mm-hmm. I'm like if I think about like the way my best friend is and how she keeps me grounded and aligns me I feel like within this relationship like she keeps me grounded and aligns me and it helps me like complete certain things that I need to do so I think it's good balance so I think I have what I need to you know be great I love it and that's valid and that yeah. part of just like knowing who you are and what mm-hmm. you need and what works for you and what right. works for you right mm-hmm. and then having a partner or a friend right a supportive person in your life that respects it honors it understands it and is willing mm-hmm. to to learn from it as well mm-hmm. that's beautiful I, I agree yeah I found it more challenging um dating like neurotypical people who maybe don't understand or have Mm -hmm. not been exposed to like anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and like ADHD and like certain like my peculiar ways I will say like Mm -hmm. in eccentricities and they don't necessarily try to like 
understand it or they've been plagued by uh, you know some bout of anxiety in their past relationship and it scares them and so the mm-hmm. fact that um, I s- struggle with this like a similar thing even though it's manifested differently yeah. they assume that I'm gonna have the same, the same. sort of like mm-hmm. exhibited behavior yeah. when it's not the case at all mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just like I feel like it further like traumatizes me in a way like knowing that first of all you don't get me second you're almost afraid of what I yes. might like, like like I'm some sort of thing that you have to keep at like at bay mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I mean I think neurotypical relationships are dope neurodivergent relationships are dope self-diagnosis is valid mm-hmm. um take care of like you have to take care of ourselves and each other yeah. and work with our brains and not against them right and find that partners who like support you. us you know whether yeah. they mm-hmm. are I neurodivergent agree. themselves or not i agree yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it was a good time. Anxiety baddies. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag anxiety baddies. I'm dead. Oh, my gosh. I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation <laughs> with our amazing, amazing, amazing sister from another Mr. Mel. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk us, like, through all of it. This was a good conversation. It was definitely just, like, the tip of the iceberg. I feel like there's much more to discuss, especially mm-hmm. with this topic. There's so Oh, many- my God. ADHD and sex. Actually, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. ADHD and sex. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned, baby. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, before we close out, I did want to give a shout out due to our Mel again. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm doing this again. I want to give a shout out to Mel for always coming through and making sure that we have a good time mm-hmm. like she always mm-hmm. like girl you good you all right i'll be yes. there always down i really appreciate well we appreciate that and we really enjoy the love and the energy that you always bring when you're with us so again she is our honorary like sister from another mister because I, we really do enjoy the time yeah. that we have together i dead ass love y'all i dead like, ass love you too girl i love being in this space with y'all so thank you thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. oh my god we love you yay Um, follow us on our social medias Instagram is Melanated Movement Podcast Um, Twitter is Melanated Movement Pod yes and then um, we have our TikTok which is the Melanated Movement number 4 follow us show us some love shout out to everybody that continues to show us love and everything that we are aspiring to be and again this has been the Melanated Movement Podcast with as an Ann and Mel and Mel (laughs) until next time Bye. bye bye